Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And I'll tell you what, the old beautiful Hill Country is pretty snappy this morning. Good morning. This is Patrick Timpone, 18 April 2022. Dr. Massey is going to tell you about what happened on this date in history in just a few moments because he is in the green room looking pretty good, girls, but whatever. Uh, here's our phone number, 888-663-6386. Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. I hope you had a nice weekend. Today is tax day. Yeah, yeah. taxes are due tonight, midnight tonight. As we say here often on One Radio Network is there's nothing that you've got to do in this world except two things. Pay your taxes and stop at stop signs. Other than that, tell the government to shove it where the sun don't... Did I just say that? Tell the government to just leave you alone because they don't have any control over you. And the only reason they have control over you to pay taxes is because if you don't pay, they could come and take away your dog and your kid. So they'll do that, so be careful. Other than that, you don't have to do anything. Stop at stop signs, pay your taxes, midnight tonight, be there or be square. We have a good uh, show for you today. Uh... Dr. Ray Pete is going to be here in uh, an hour and a half or so. Richard Massey in a moment. Tomorrow we have uh, Dr. Brian Artis. Uh, don't go in the water. And uh, <laughs> he's here at 10 o'clock. And then at noon, George Altgelt. George is going to be talking about food and where the food comes from. And it's not the HEB or the Safeway. And then uh, Adam Bergstrom here on Wednesday. So we have a great week for you on OneRadioNetwork.com. Again, if you'd like to be on the show, our, our 800 line is working, 888-663-6386. If you have a question for Dr. Richard Massey, you can uh, try that one. And also, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Now, from greater downtown Austin, one of the bluest cities in the world where the city council is smoking something that we'd like to get, but uh, they just won't tell us what it is. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Richard Massey. Good morning. Boy, Doc, you're looking good. I like, look at you. You got your little garden behind you. What a backdrop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we'd sit outside today, you know. Oh, look at you. See all the yarrow and the primroses and all the other flowers I can't name, but they smell good and look pretty. Did you plant all those guys or did God plant those? No, no, Clara and Paige planted those, and, uh-huh. and they just popped back up by themselves this year. I see. Um, They'll pop back up. Yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll occasionally hear the sounds of civilization uh, mm-hmm. out here in the South Congress part of Austin, Texas. So, um, on this day in history, what happened? Well, you know, it was the 18th of April in 75. There's hardly a man who's now alive who remembers the famous day and year of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Oh, oh, Paul. One if by land and two if by sea, and I on the opposite shore will be, ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul. Paul Revere Day. This yeah. also tax yeah. day. Do you know tax day today is today? Yeah, I, I've heard that rumor, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm trying to 
trying to figure out what they did with the money I gave them last year. <laughs> Is that in the Freedom of Information Act? Actually, I'm going to put that on my return when I file it today. It's, what did you guys do with the money I did, gave you last year? <laughs> I am. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it right on the envelope. <laughs> Somebody will get a laugh out of it. I'm going to write it right on there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Well, Dr. Massey, um, have you ever seen any snakes in the water over the weekend or anything? I've seen a couple of snakes, you know, as, as we were talking about before the show, I'm actually in a romantic affair. Um, no, wait, wait, and, like, wait, wait, uh, is this like a, yeah. an announcement you are like in love? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it like in love or is it just like kind of the other thing? Just kidding. No, no, this is like um, full-on romance, walking through nature. Oh, my. I'm whispering so, sweet things in each other's ears. I'm and so all that happy kind of for you. That is so <laughs> great. You deserve it. You deserve it. Isn't that terrific? I mean, like with sweet nothings and the whole thing, right? Holding hands. Yeah. And, Really? Yeah. This is a recent affair? Uh, affair? This is very recent, and mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen snakes twice, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. was in the water in the Blanco River as we were taking a hike. And, uh, yeah, all right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Sign of sexuality, transformation, all that good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and here I've got my, you know, DNA shirt on if you can see that i can see uh, it yeah yeah so i can kind of yeah you kind of had that rosy look around about you even though you've got this shade and sun kind of tell yeah. you there's something going on with you there yeah you got, yeah, well, yeah when you get right. in love that that'll do it man that'll yeah put blood in your cheeks on it in other places too yes it does <laughs> that's right yes, it does. <laughs> well that's great that's great that's, and she really, she's kind of, she kind of likes you huh, a lot. Apparently so, you know. It, it's mm -hmm. always a mystery to me how that's that works. Right. <laughs> when that happens, you always say, "Well, I don't know how smart this girl really is." <laughs> as Woody Allen, as Woody Allen would say, "I don't think I'd ever join a club that would let me in." Right. Yeah. The same yeah. idea. I mean, how smart yeah, could a girl be if she loves me? I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you just let that pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and where did you two uh, meet? I met her at the Kava Bar. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, you're just making that up, right? <laughs> no, it's true. She plays ukulele in the little musical group that uh, oh. plays at the open mic. Uh, gatherings on the weekends at the local kava bar and uh, <laughs> and turns out that her daughter-in-law yeah i was walking in the kava bar and her daughter-in-law was at the a counter ordering a kava mm -hmm. and i said hey kim because kim and i used to work together at people's pharmacy uh -huh. and uh, so we started chatting and kim said well come over and sit at our table 
We're and getting, hold on, I know that, we're getting the whole story here of how this happened. Yeah, you're getting, oh, I know. I'm doing too much. No, right? no, I'm no, no. It's great. I love yeah, it. Go go yeah. for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing but, better than uh, love, baby. Yeah, so so I went over and sat with, with Kim and uh, at a table, and then when the band was finished playing, Julie came and sat down there, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just looked at her, and I said, would you like to dance? <laughs> And so we stood up and danced to the next group playing at the open mic. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was just a thing where I'd see her every two weeks at the Kava Bar for a while. And uh, I don't know, then something, some feeling started making it through, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened? <laughs> and then <laughs> and you then, tied her up, and then put and, her on the railroad and track. Then, and then, and then, then along came Joan, <laughs> slow talking John. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's great. So, so you just kind of gradually got smitten along the way. Huh? You gradually got smittenized. Yeah, that's how it happened for me. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, I'm in my personality. You'd call it an Enneagram Five personality type. I bet you're part. I know. A what? Right. I've never called you. And that. Uh, and she's an Enneagram One. Mm-hmm. And uh, Enneagram Eight, Nines, and Ones are body intelligent, dominant, and Fives like me are head, intelligent, dominant. Mm-hmm. So she knew the first time we sat next to each other that something was going on. She felt the, uh, oh, from the beginning. She got she yeah, was smitten. She huh? felt it from the beginning, you know. And yeah. and I'm clueless because <laughs> it has to filter from here down to someplace more significant. I see. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go into that because there are children listening. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it takes a while, you know. For me, you know, uh, some months. So anyway, just adjusting here. Isn't that, yeah, there we go. Isn't that fun? Oh, so later on, she told you that she was like smitten from the beginning, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah she didn't. She was wise enough not to say anything in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we picking out furniture or anything like that? <laughs> Well, one of the beauties is is she's a live-in care nurse, oh. and uh, and I'm in this little place that's too small for two people. So, right. so at the, the, moment, the impulse, yeah. yeah, the impulse to go too far too fast is uh, not practical. Well, that's good. That's good. It's kind of God's way of saying just take your time here. Take your time. <laughs> well, I think it's pretty fun. You know me, I'm a day hopeful romantic, so I'm just saying the love stories. These are great. I know. I know. I hear you. That's great. Well, I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Who was it that said all there is is love? Was it the Beatles or, you know, somebody like that? You know, all you need is love. All you need John is love. Lennon. John Lennon said that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm learning the meanings of some things. You know, I hear... I hear them all differently. Uh, <clears throat> we had some uh, private time yesterday, and and it occurred to me there's something more to those lyrics. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. <clears throat> Someone's in the kitchen, I know. Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. 
strumming on the old oh, banjo, banjo. <laughs> and i think i think that's a metaphor patrick <laughs> yeah yeah because she's a ukulele player right yes and and heat happens in the kitchen oh i see strumming on someone's the old in the kitchen with, with dinah strumming on the old yeah. i didn't get that part no i didn't get that. Hey, well you know i think you have to be in a romantic love to, mm. to catch that one probably probably so yeah, yeah. anyway mm -hmm. it's just that part's enjoyable and then uh the personality growth part is challenging um so i'm i'm realizing probably at, at my age i'm saying aloha uh, to romantic love i'm saying goodbye and hello um and um there's something kind of powerful about that and and i'm noticing my tendency if i'm not paying attention to relive the stories of my family and how they did romantic love oh. mm -hmm. and to be caught up in those and and to lose my own way um and uh paying attention to that so she does the enneagram as well and it's pretty good for continually pointing that out mm -hmm. um, so we share that with each other comfortable and uncomfortable hmm. yeah. oh that's yeah. great that you can actually kind of be that intimate uh, verbally intimate early on you know that's a good sign because then you just keep that going yeah. baby and you just uh, don't get ahead yeah. of yourself so to speak you know? yeah that's a that's a good way to say it yeah well it's great man mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the old earth plane and, uh, yeah so we're going to go take a, a nature walk today um, and and then I'll share some other medical stuff um, so <clears throat> just uh, I guess about three weeks ago I got two invitations to attend two separate stem cell conferences Oh, and uh so I went to the two conferences. They were two different groups of people doing two different kinds of stem cells. But the second conference was with two friends of mine that I've known as clients for 25 years. And they were in bad shape health-wise when I saw them in Fredericksburg decades ago. Mm -hmm. And they're very religious. They're actually missionaries. <clears throat> and uh, there's a a mission group, a church mission group uh, centered in Alpine, Texas, where the pastor's wife uh, was dying of metastatic cancer. I, I saw the photos. Mm -hmm. And when she took these stem cells, she recovered. Whoa. So these, these folks have it, <clears throat> excuse me, as a mission to administer umbilical cord stem cells to people. And they have a lab north of Dallas, and uh, they only take umbilical cords from non-traumatic births, uh, from mothers who have good diets, non-smokers, drinkers, and drug users, and non-vaccinated people. And uh, they only take those cords, and they get umbilical uh, stem cells from those cords, and they, I met them in Kerrville, uh, at a doctor's office and uh, it took about two minutes to get 20 million umbilical cord stem cells injected into my vein. When did you do this? 
on March 26th, I believe it was a Saturday, and uh, I could tell something was happening uh, because I had the same feeling that I had when the rich people offered me a cord blood plasma IV. Hmm. There's a sense of being a little bit flushed and having a fever, like something that's not exactly me went into my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the changes are subtle, but they're there. Like I sleep better. Um, I seem to have more energy. A couple of skin lesions uh, that had been bothering me just fell off one day. Just fell off? Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've been, I'm, I'm not leaping tall buildings in a single bound or anything like that, but uh, just in general, feel better. Um, less dependent on caffeine. Um, so the, there's something kind of good happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I would recommend it to anybody who has an interest. I, and I, once again, I get no money. No, uh, I understand. You don't have any financial. I'm not thing sponsored by anybody. Uh, they're not going to give me a free shot if I tell you something, you know. I understand. Um, How often would one t- get these little umbilical guys going? How often so would you I, do that? No, it, there were other people coming in to get theirs, and this one lady, she was she was something. She was, I guess, in her 70s, and but she was all bright and peppy and everything, and, and she gets them every six months. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can get them injected into your joints. Um, so that's how I knew that the oh. there was really something to it because the guy, the missionary guy, he had a cowboy injury. He's actually a rodeo guy, and his leg was physically crooked to the point where you could see it from a distance. <laughs> you could see him limping up and going, oh, what happened to your leg? Really? And uh, he had him injected in his leg, and it straightened his leg out. Really? Um, so uh, so people do I, it I in their joints or hips when they have this yeah, this thing going yeah. on? Have, do you, yeah, it's, it's a whole you, lot better than getting a joint replacement, I think, sure. uh, to give that a try. Are and you familiar that, enough with it to know... Uh, like say somebody's got bad knees. I have a good friend of mine's got some real bad knees, and he's he's got about eighty Christmases under his belt, so he's been around a little while. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder how many times you'd have to do that to to really know you. Do you know? My guess of, is my guess is just once. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. You just need it once. You you should be able to tell a big difference. Like even with the ozone that I do in joints, mm-hmm. you know, half the people they only need one shot. It it stimulates their own stem cells and they regrow some cartilage oh ozone Uh, stimulates stem cells yeah it's a trauma Ah. so when people take stem cells out of our own fat that's a kind of a trauma to suck them out of their home there and jostle them around and you put them in an iv bag and give them back to the person or inject them into a joint and they're all activated because they've been a little traumatized you know yeah uh and that's when they get excited, you know. That's what that's their purpose is to regenerate tissue that's been traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So ozone is traumatic. It's a free radical. Um, you know, if, if a person can't make antioxidants, ozone will do them in. Um, so when ozone is put into the knee joint, it stimulates all the stem cells. It's like uh, the knee's just been injured. 
in a small way and, and oh. so they'll make new cartilage new ligaments that kind of thing oh that's pretty cool <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, I know somebody was going to ask because I was going to ask, so I'll just let Katie ask you. Sounds very interesting. I live in Houston. Where are these people, and how much does it cost? Yeah, you know what? And and so on the next break, I'm going to go get their booklet. Okay. And here I'm talking about it, and I I forgot the exact name. How to Google them on the internet, but but for 20 million stem cells, it was 6,500. Uh, for 10 million, it was 3,500, and you actually don't need that many if you're doing a joint. So for a joint, it could just be a couple of thousand. Um, oh, so for a joint, you just might need 10 million or so. You only, yeah, you only need about five million for a joint. Oh, so you uh, can get as many million in, <clears throat> as you can order as many million as you want. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. Huh. Uh, That's pretty cool. And, uh, uh, can I have 12, better? please? I can afford 12. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you would just get like like 1 million. Would they make more? They do. They multiply inside the body. And, uh, hmm. and that's where I think the, the yoga exercises are, are helping me. The stuff that's about the breathing and the chants sure. that I learned from the old Sadhguru guy, his inner engineering class. And the constellations that, you know, it's interesting that I discovered all of this after attending constellations for an entire year. Um, it, it shifts the inner story so that a person can actually see possibilities that were outside what their story originally allowed them to see. Um, so I couldn't have seen Julie Lynn McConnell and I couldn't have seen the stem cell opportunity if I hadn't gone to the constellations and been doing the yoga, sure. um, I just would have stayed, try to stay comfortable and hunker down, you know. Um, so do you think then, as we do all the things we do, um, change stinking thinking into positive and peace, love, happy yeah. beats thinking, stretching and exercise and food and love, and that we are increasing our stem cells, we must be. Oh, yeah. We must be, right? <clears throat> just by, just naturally. Yeah, yes. Stem cells will never run out. Hmm. Uh, but they're only allowed to produce exosomes that will carry out the story that's ruling our subconscious at the moment. There you go. All right. So, whatever we think and what we believe, our state of consciousness is controlling the stem cells. Yes. Makes sense to yeah, me. I think you're onto something there, kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are servants. And and that's when I, you know, whenever I got that first shot of exosomes, uh, umbilical cord exosomes, um, it was like I was dancing in the backyard just noticing how beautiful the earth was because I was getting exosomes from some people with a completely different story than me. Um, they, <laughs> I was no longer restricted, and uh, it was quite a beautiful experience. Hmm. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, we've already got three emails. People want to know where this place is. All right, so we, I know, right? Yeah, you know, right. 
Oh, we'll, do, we'll do a commercial, and then uh, you can check those yeah. uh, folks out and stay right there. Okay. Dr. Richard Massey, if you care to join us, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com or call 888-663-6386. Oh, he already left there. He, was, he's, he got away quickly there. Huh? At the end of the night, the only place I want to go is back into my bedroom. And the supplement I take with me is Sir Thrival's Taboo Aphrodisia. It's an erotic herbal elixir made with several different aphrodisiac herbs and two key nutraceuticals. It's finished off with cacao, maple syrup, and a little vanilla bean for a super sexy flavor. And what it's designed to do is increase blood flow for both men and women. Come to bed, baby. (laughs) Don't worry, we're married. Great. That's Daniel Vitalis. I was going to play that especially for Dr. Massey, the taboo, but he probably doesn't need it because he's got a stump cell. But (laughs) it's not that you need these things. They're just like little things from God that you can use to just, you know, put more kick in your giddy-up. That's all. It's not a thing that's going to, you know. Uh, Here's a couple that you can use as well. Uh, in the romantic area, pure pine pollen potency, which is also from Sir Thrival. This guy here, I take this baby every day, have been for probably 10 years or so. And uh, last time we checked our T levels on paper, <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, very good, actually. And this guy, too, this is from Shen Blossom. This is called Arise. You can use your imagination there, and there's some very interesting ingredients there on Shen Blossom. Shen Blossom on OneRadioNetwork.com Arise. Very, very good um, supplement. Also, oh, I've got it over there, but uh, uh, the Chinese medicine and the Taoist people say that um, the kidney, Mr. Kidney, is one of the all-time organs to um, put more kick in your giddy-up when you want to get romantic. The kidney chi chi and uh, the he she wu or ho shu wu which i have on the table over there that i don't want to reach for is from also from shen blossom and it's a it's a ho shu wu that is i had at one time a really cool little audio uh, i think i can find it real quickly here from uh, brandon on the ho shu wu just i'll find it here because i want you to hear how he makes this stuff now you can go to the circle k no, don't do that. Or Walmart. No, don't do that. Or someplace and get Hoshi Wu or, you know, the hippie food store and get some Hoshi Wu in a jar or something and, you know, whatever. You have no idea how they make it or who they make it or why they make it or what it's made out of or I'm going to, here it is. Or, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you don't know. If you're going to spend your money, you want to get some Hoshi Wu, listen to Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom that we promote previously with our friend Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom. A good example of this also is like the Hoshi Wu formula. Mm. That is, um, mm. that's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshi Wu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshi Wu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. Um, And it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds. 
So we do use that as like the bulk of the formula, but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root, like in our root extract, we have the fermented hydrolyzed pearl powder, reishi stem, and it's got shuri hong, which is like a Romania type family. We got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in the sense so it doesn't become sticky. If you get a good quality hoshiwu that's properly prepared, it definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized. Now, that's the kind of hoshiwu that you would like, right? Really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order hoshiwu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page OneRadioNetwork.com. What'd I tell you? What'd I tell you? Huh? I mean, is that a whole shoe or what? Yeah, baby. And um, it's a real deal. We have uh, um, talked quite a bit about this word called inflation, which is all over the interweb that Al Gore invented. Thanks, Al. He didn't invent inflation. He invented the internet. He, oh, you didn't? Oh, yeah. He, he didn't know that? No, no. He, he and, um, I mean, it's just the latest CPI from the Gov, the one we love, they say it's 12% now, inflation. And if you go to Shadow Stats that we're a member of, and uh, which has got the real stuff, it's probably uh, double that. So, as you know, if you've gone in food shopping in the last uh, month or so, you know that it's just... So, uh, it's all dependent on the money supply. The more dollars they print at the Fed and loan to we the people at the Treasury, the more prices go up and then they clogged up all the, you know, the the food supply and clogged up all the, the things coming in from China. And now China's locking people down again because they're crazy, as most governments are. And so uh, prices are going up is because you can't get stuff. So the way to hedge against inflation, in our opinion, is gold and silver coins from our friend um, at U.S. Coin Capital. U.S. Coin Capital, 800-878-2646. If you got some extra Federal Reserve notes, since they're printing more of those, then they can get their, you know, just as many as they can. Uh, and we know enough about the system to know that the only way that they can uh, continue without the whole thing falling apart and going boom like the Roman Empire is to keep doing what they're doing, which is to print more dollars. We know that because the math is just there. So inflation is not going to go away for a while, in our opinion. Uh, Gold and silver are being held down artificially by the boys, uh, the uh, Doug and Mel, we call them. So uh, to hedge against this, get gold and silver coins, we think one of the best things to do ever right now, you can call Fred, 800-878-2646, 800-878-2646. Real American money from uh, someone that I've known for uh, 25 years, Fred Dashevsky, who's on once a month. Give him a call, tell him we sent you. Uh, they won't try to sell you something you know um, that you don't need. They just don't do that. 800-878-2646. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Richard Massey is here on the third Monday of the month. Uh, oh, you got a hat on now. Good for you. 
Yeah, I've got my Save Soil hat on. Sage Soil. Mm-hmm. Are you on their payroll? Is that like you're a golfer and you have Sage Soil? Just kidding. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm making lots of money. <laughs> no, I've been... Uh, I've been going out to uh, Casa de Luz. I figure if uh, Saad Guru can ride by himself at 65 years old on a motorcycle for 100 days and meet with 27 different countries and leaders uh, about getting a policy where governments will pay farmers to raise the organic content of their soil. It's not against anybody. They don't want money. They just want awareness. So I go out to Casa de Luz once a week and do free microscope stuff to show people that our bodies are actually all the time saving our own personal soil. Um, so <laughs> we're just trying to do that collectively, that's all. Oh boy. And how are our bodies saving our soil? So I have these videos and I put them on Instagram that basically you can see from the trauma of the finger stick when I put uh, somebody's blood on a slide there will be these areas in their blood that look like a desert which is what we're talking about if you put up the desertification maps mm -hmm. global maps mm -hmm. you'll see that almost all the good land uh, is turning into desert um, all the agencies say it's one acre per second is changing from soil to desert uh, because there's no more microbes living in it. Um, so basically, in this culture, we were trained to plow and till and get a spade and turn over the soil, which breaks up all the netting of the microorganisms, and then to leave it bare, which sunburns it and kills all the organisms. Mm -hmm. And without the organisms in the soil, there's no nutrition in the food. Um, so... What we want to do is do, you know, I was supporting Zach Bush before Saad Guru did this because Zach Bush was doing Farmer's Footprint and still is mm -hmm. uh, helping people change from Monsanto based farming and Bayer based farming to something that's regenerative where they don't plow their field. They use eight to 16 herbal grasses for a cover so that there is no bare soil any time of the year. Uh, and you just poke a little hole in the soil to plant your corn or whatever. And uh, the mineral content in the food goes way up, even the first year. Hmm. It's pretty amazing. Hmm. Anyway. And we're going to have George on tomorrow, Altgalt. You know, George, he's great. Man, you know, I live in the house behind George's woman. Uh, Is that Clara. right? Clara. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I see George a lot. George is uh, great. I saw him at the HEB. Yes, said, he Come is. on, George, let's talk about the food <laughs> stuff. Just like what you're talking about. We'll do that tomorrow at noon. He's yes. A, he's a great guy. So people can Google save soil. Save and, uh, soil. Yeah, just want to save soil. Oh, That's save soil. I, saw, I misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so you can see it on the half save there. Save soil, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I get the feeling that that this whole craziness of the last two and a half years is so... It's such a miracle because it's moving everybody to where they want to be, right? <clears throat> yeah, isn't that something? Everybody to where they want to be. Now, I don't think I want that injection. I think I'll do this, right? Or I think I mm -hmm. won't believe in the germ. Or I think I'll think, I'll think differently, whatever, than what's yes. being said on TV. And uh, I, yes. think, I think I'll just not do the GMO thing. 
and mm -hmm. uh, even Florida and Texas. I think we'll just not do Washington, D.C. I think that's where we're going. We're just going to mm -hmm. be Texans and Floridians. Isn't it interesting if you just watch it, people just migrating away to where they want to be. You don't have to fight yeah. with anybody. You don't have to, you know, bomb right. Monsanto. You don't have to do any of that. Just do what you want to do. Right. Just do what you want yeah. to do. Just leave, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. So I go out there and we poke fingers and I put it on a big TV and <laughs> people walk by and say, what's going on here? And, you know, we'll say, we're watching everybody save their personal soil that it's a it's a biological innate response everyone is doing it there are no exceptions and so we just watch it happen over and over it's pretty amazing so you'll see some of those photos on instagram if you if you take a look i i got sort of hacked on facebook and oh. uh, kind of kicked off there for something i said about that was kind of empowering i think i'm in some way yeah, i'm shocked yeah, yeah it was outside of community guidelines or however they say it mm -hmm. um so i'm on instagram have some photos there and um you'll get to see how our own bodies are saving our soil and reversing our own inner deserts uh the places that have been abandoned inside of ourselves. We're always, always taking doing care of those. Yeah, always. So we, we would they? Do. Would folks just go to Instagram and put in Massey? Doc, doc. Yeah, it's Doc Massey nineteen forty nine. Okay, we'll we'll put that in our show notes. Lynn, would you put that in our show notes, please? Doc Massey nineteen forty nine. Mm hmm. And in Instagram, and you got pictures of this yes so yeah, what I hear, short videos so so then the body is always with all the microbes and stuff that we have yes yeah. the body then doc always trying to make balance always trying yes. to keep us alive and happy and snappy always. always yes yeah and the more good microbes i have the easier that is and the more balanced i am and there you hear somebody uh, trying to impress a lady yeah, well, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, we hear all those loud cars out on South Congress, you know. Uh, reminds me of my teenage days back in Beaumont, Texas. That's you know? Beaumont, Texas. That's yeah, back there. Yeah. So how do we get these, uh, we get these microbes from food, right? Living food and also all food, right? All food. Yes, and, uh, and so... It, it's so strange, Patrick, how how plants and animals, how we're just so, how we relate with each other. Like I'm exhaling carbon dioxide, which all these plants behind me love. They're soaking that in, turning it into sugar, shooting the sugar down through their roots into the soil. The bugs in the soil love the sugar and make nutrients and put it into the roots of the plants and the nutrients travel up into the fruit. Mm-hmm. Not right, it's kind of kind of how it works, and and so the more organisms that are alive and active, the healthier we are. And so one of the issues is is the that antibiotics are everywhere. Yeah, um, and so we end up having less organisms uh, to help us out. So yeah, uh, and that'll change. I, we don't. Wanna, I'm not against them. I don't want to be against anybody. That's what I like about the Save Soil. It's not against anybody. Just do what you want. Yeah. yeah, and he would say that the people at Monsanto and Bayer are obviously powerful 
they know how to be with power and uh, that power will shift when enough people say we're interested in microbes in the soil yeah um yeah. so yeah. Yeah. yeah no need for a war yep no Just need. A shift in consciousness no need no need for a war um i've really thought a lot about this whole microorganism things the last few years I've been talking you know with the germ germ thing and and hanging out a little bit with Cowan and Kaufman and watching their material and having yes. them on the show. And well, I really got to the point, for me personally, for what it's worth, that I'm just not into killing anything. I, I, I hear you. I, I'm not. I just don't think I need to kill anything in my body. Uh, uh, you know? So yeah. hydrogen peroxide that we used to play with and, I don't know, maybe even turpentine. But I think turpentine is kind of different or the body... It helps the body to balance things out because Dr. Daniels have said it doesn't kill anything. It just helps the body because it's an essential oil to to balance. But even, I don't know, why would we want to kill anything? Yeah. Anything. And, if everybody's yeah. trying to get along, if we get in there and try to kill anything, are we just screwing things up in our body, in the soil, in, in, in Afghanistan? Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you're right on it. It's a huge misunderstanding, you know. Um, people talk about how the ultraviolet IVs kill things, and I just don't think it does. You don't think it does? I, no, I think what it's doing is it's transforming things. It, it's changing the nature of a microorganism to show its friendly side. Kind of, kind of like when two people are interacting and something goes south and they get into an argument. Well, you get these same two people and put them in a, a nice situation and there's a lot of kindness flowing. I, I think that's what happens with uh -huh. what you're talking about. I don't know about turpentine, but that's what I hear you say. Yes, sir. Is wow. It, yes, it, sir. It, 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 the, the germ or the bug shows its, its brighter side. It, it shows its positive side. Um, that's great. And, and so uh, you think the ultraviolet does the same thing, Doc? I think it does the same thing. I don't think it's in there killing anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work, would it? If it did, because then right, who are you to say right. what gets killed and what doesn't get killed? Right? Exactly. I mean, it's like, yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a real arrogant misunderstanding. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's an arrogant misunderstanding of life. You yes. know, I found that with. Um, uh, great story, really, I think. Anyway, uh, six, seven, eight years ago, man, we had ticks all over the place, right? Here. Mm -hmm. to, it was Bria when Bria was the, was with us uh, in the physical. And um, met this old farmer guy, and he said, well, you just need some more fire ants, man. It's, it's, you know, I said, well, I don't have any fire ants. You know, the, the ground here is kind of <laughs> hard and rocks. You know, I don't have fire ants. He said, well, get some fire yeah. ants. And, you know, so I went to a friend of mine who's got a lot of fire ants, and I filled trash bags full of fire ants, right? Uh -huh. Fire ant mounds. I got the soil. I got the ants. And I've spread them all over the place here. And I haven't seen a tick knock on wood in five years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And then you go on the, and then you hear on the radio, Andro, get Andro, kill fire ants, you know. 
everybody's yeah. eating somebody. You know, remember Dean Martin, everybody loves somebody sometimes? <laughs> well, it really should be everybody's eating somebody sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all eating something, aren't we? Everybody's yeah. eating something and transforming it into something else. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful. thing. And... Um, and I like this idea about what you said. It's really quite profound. Um, the idea that some of these herbs and turpentine or ultraviolet or things are just kind of putting a, a different environment like the two people you talked mm -hmm. about to then they could get along. Yes. And then we can get away from the idea that this one is good, that one is bad, this yeah. one is good. You know, Putin is good. Ukraine is bad. Ukraine is good. Putin is bad. Yeah. You see, it's working the same stuff, right? Yeah. Everywhere. I like it. This guy is good. This guy is bad. Who said? Right. The ego? The mind? Big G's yeah. up there going, well, I don't know, guys. You want to check this out? I mean, it's all <laughs> God, you know. <laughs> It's all me. That's what God's saying, right? It's all me. What do you guys want to pick yeah. and choose for? What do you want to what do you want to pick and choose? What do you want to take sides? Yeah. Why take sides? Yeah. Why take Why sides? take sides? Mm -hmm. I'm not in Preach it, brother. Preach it, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Pass the ammunition. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you need a gospel choir sound loop in the background <laughs> when you're going, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, my God. Why take sides? Okay, here's a question for Dr. Massey. Can you please ask Dr. Massey for his thoughts on, well, abscess on the side of a nail, which is spelled P-A-R-O-N-Y-C-H-I-A, and how does this recall healing address this issue? Um, what do I need to sort out? I have it on, the, on my pinky on my left hand, so she's got something going on in her left hand that's not... Happy and really mm -hmm. hurts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Picking so on the left hand. So three call three call healing. That has to be something special, right? Yeah. Now let me let me just put this card up here so everybody who was waiting for the stem cell thing can oh, you yeah. read that? No. Yeah, we don't have enough light. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Revolution. It's. I think it's healing revolution dot com. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll put that healing. Dash, dash revolution revolution dot com dot com yeah and if you can if you can see the card there uh, mm -hmm. uh, kind of showing the the card there there we go yeah and they're I in Dallas some. Texas the uh, there's the yeah, I'm, yeah I, I can, can see finally see the card yeah wait, wait a minute let me go. put you on the big screen hold on let me see there yeah yeah so I'm just moving it around so people can see it. Okay, let me write this number down here. The, it's an 830 number, 830-992-FBG. Yeah. Oh. What does that mean? Fredericksburg. That's oh. where they live. Oh, they, they're in Fredericksburg. They're just down the road. 830-992. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's the last phone number? Move it up. Three, eight, whoop. Yeah, let me, uh, let me read them to you here. Let's read the Fredericksburg glasses. number. F, yeah, 830-992-FBG. Yeah, 3580. Okay. What's the and, fellow's uh, name there? 
So, so these are my friends, Carrie and Tony Hellams. Uh, they're the two missionaries that I knew who were working with the, the missionaries in Alpine, the, the central places in Alpine, Texas. I see. Um, and you'll get to see all that when you get on the, the site here. Sure. Uh, Hellam, cool. Yeah. Okay. And they're good. They're good folks. I mean, they're um, good people. That's important, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're good people. They're not. They're doing this because they're they're missionaries, and you know, Jesus wants them to do this, so that's what they're doing. I understand. Um, you know, um, and they'll give you. You know, you'll end up. You know what? You should have them on the show, Patrick. Yeah, I'll give them a call. Maybe we could do a thing with them. If you really, they do an ex- they do an excellent audiovisual presentation. They travel to different practitioners' offices, chiropractors, naturopaths, doctors, massage people, and uh, if they can get a little group together, they'll come out and give a presentation. Um, I think, and it's it's really good. I I was impressed. Um, and and just as a follow up, I'll tell you this. I. Uh, I also have a, you know, a, another connection through some people I work with, and in a couple of months, I'm going to go get a stem cell shot from them, and then I will give you a comparison. Um, but what I got from uh, Carrie and Tony, it's doing something. You can feel it. And these other people, yeah. where are they? Where are they? Mexico. Uh, it's out of the country. Yeah, out of the country. Well. Mm-hmm. Since we're all out of our minds, well, then this is a good place to go. <laughs> we'll be right at home. <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll be just, we'll be just right at home. This is from Stephen. Um, Patrick mentioned he's going to have Doctor Artist on. Did Doctor Massey watch watch the water? And what does he think if he did? I did watch that. Uh, you, you know, a bunch of people sent that over. Yeah, and, me uh, too, man. I must have got it twenty times in my inbox. It was crazy. Well, I mean, it's shocking, right? It's a, it's a shocking thing, and I, I like what I saw of Brian Artis on the COVID revealed when he talked about his father-in-law watching his father-in-law when the remdesivir. Die as he took right. remdesivir. It's like, oh my gosh, and and the research he did on. So this guy's quite the researcher. Uh, he he looks around like Columbo, you know. Let me ask you one more question here, you know. Uh, just to be clear. Uh, and one of the things I remember um, from my training is that ultraviolet IVs were also used to neutralize snake venom. Oh. Um, so if that was part of what was going on, uh, rather than a, quote, viral infection, the ultraviolet IV would work as well. Even if it's a snake poison peptide, it actually breaks it down into a friendlier peptide. Um so peptides are like organisms they have a friendly side maybe and a not so friendly side um so let's help them show their friendly side ozone does the same thing and uh so do certain other chelators like for snake bite the natural remedy for that is a little bit of dmso a little bit of calcium edta which is a heavy metal chelator and some numbing medicine, and you put all that together in a shot, and you inject it right where the snake bite is, uh, and it grabs onto the toxic peptides. Now, that's what I have learned 
from other people's reports. I hope I never see a snake bite. I hope I never have to sit there and, you know, be nervous about the whole thing and how it's going to go. But people tell me that works. So, Well, um, we'll talk to Dr. Artis tomorrow, but he has been public. He was public. He went on uh, Mike Adams uh, after the thing came out, and it appears, the best of I understand, that the Stu Peters production company, they took what he said about snake venom possibly being in remdesivir and in the injections and made the whole water thing. It, and if you watch, mm-hmm. watch the water, artist doesn't say that there's snake venom in the water, which is the title of the, the video. Ah, okay. So I think it was, uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to dig into it tomorrow. So I think Yeah, dig dig into that. We will. Yeah. I, I think that he actually says with Mike Adams, he said, well, he said, let's just forget about the water thing. I didn't say anything about the water. Unless he was just, got carried away. I don't know. So I don't know what the whole story is. But anyway, right. I've seen quite a few different PhD types and science types say, including Cowan, that even if you had a snake protein, even if it was in some water, which there's no evidence there is, if you swallow it, it's not going to do anything. Uh, right. It's got to be injected, right? It's got to be. Yeah, that's why snakes have to bite you. You know, snakes that's can't. That's why they have to bite you. Snakes yeah. can't, don't have, can't spit on you, you know. Right. That doesn't work. Or you can't swallow it. Um, yeah. Right. So, um, so the whole water thing, I think, just. It got out of control. It was totally internet craziness, you know. Yeah, I think. Well, I think. yeah, I think you're right. There's so there's been so much hype around this. It's crazy. You know, when I look at blood, sometimes you know, from people, I I'm like nervous. Like, you know, I'm I'm thinking, oh well, gosh, I'm going to see Smog the Dragon that almost <laughs> ate Bilbo Baggins and the Hobbit. You know, it could show up here any minute. You know. <laughs> It's hard to relax, and, and you know, you know, in the in this emotional sauna that we've got going on. Well, it is an emotional sauna, and do you, you know, I mean, do, do you think it's po- I mean, do you think it's possible, just from a medical perspective, that things can be sprayed in the air like a chemtrail, and that we could actually breathe them in and kill? I mean, yeah. I. I yeah, I, that thing doesn't even wash for me either. Maybe I'm just being naive. Am I? You know, it's hard to say, Patrick. I the the thing for me is to notice, like, whether however I'm going to die, whenever that dying <laughs> is going to happen. You go right for it, if don't I, you? I love it. That's great. You know, if I can do it, loving deeply, rather than hiding effectively. Um, I think that's going to be more satisfying for me. I like that. Loving deeply rather than hiding effectively. Loving deep, yeah. Rather than fear something, saying something out there can hurt me. Yeah. Just being in love and uh, taking care of yourself and detoxing, whatever we do, that the body's going to figure it out. That's my story. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm detoxing out of fear, trust me, not as many poisons leave the body. 
Uh, ah, okay. It, well, yeah, go through, yeah, go ahead and get into that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. If, I, if I'm detoxing because I'm in love with my own biochemistry, mm-hmm. that's really different than detoxing because I'm terrified that I snorted a chemtrail poison. Um, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a big I mean, difference. fear locks down the blood supply to the organs of elimination. It actually constricts them. That's actual science. And so the skin, gut, and kidneys clamp down whenever I'm in fear. And those have to be open to release toxins. Whoa. That's very profound. That's kind of like German New Medicine and we call healing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if we, if we fear something, oh, I, I think I got poisoned, uh, you know, here, and then we're locked down because of that, to then to try to get it out is way more difficult than just way more difficult. Just doing it because yeah. we trust God and we're going to do this, and we'll do our songs yeah. and coffee enemas because it's it's a good thing to do. That energy. Yeah. Yes. I'll vote for you. Are you running for anything? Or <laughs> <laughs> that's very kind of you. Uh, or maybe not. <laughs> or maybe not. Because every time people get into politics, they turn bonkers. You know, I don't want you turning bonkers. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know. Yes, I know. It gets crazy. Wouldn't, wouldn't, and uh, but do I don't want to lose the person who was asking about the the paranikia on yeah. their left oh, hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's get to the left hand pinky. Yeah, and and uh, that was. Did they say it was the little finger? Pinky on the left. Yes. A pinky on the left, and it's the nail. The nail has kind of got that thing going on. Okay. Uh, and I don't see paranikia specifically listed there. Um, but the meaning of the, you know, the little finger on the left hand, there's definitely some meanings there, you know, in the Jacques Martel book and in the mm-hmm. the Recall Healing book. Let me see if I can get it in the, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let me see if I can get it in the light there. Come on, baby. Jacques Martel. Hail, hail, yeah, elements. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the Encyclopedia of Ailments and Diseases by Jacques Martel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Jobert's book is a little harder to find, a little more expensive. But if you if you have a medical background and like medical words, you really want this one. And it has examples in it, which Jacques Martel's does not have actual human examples of people recovering using this information. And that's what to me is magical about Jobert Renault's book is he has actual examples of people telling that story or hearing that story and the ailment just leaves their body it goes back into the emotional energy and which um, one is the jacques martel book so the jacques martel book is this white one the uh, dictionary of ailments and diseases okay it's easier to read if you're not a medical person you'd want to start with this one okay and uh and if you get an m wave a little m wave too from heart mass it really helps you to know which sentence applies to you. Because uh, he's going to give all the story possibilities that he knows. Maybe five or six stories here for the, the little finger on the left hand. Mm-hmm. If, if you have that little M wave and hook it up, your heart will tell you which one of those stories applies to your left little finger. There you go. But I will tell you in general, the little finger is the finger of family secrets and lies. It's the pinky swear finger. 
it's the it, it's about the secrets that everybody agreed not to tell oh that's why we do this right when we were kids yeah 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 when you link your yeah i swear i'll never tell this you know yeah and that's uh, the little <laughs> finger in biology uh has a lot to do with that family secrets. and uh, mm. And there's about five or six stories for the nails in general, but because it's just on that left little finger, I would listen for that story and I would note the age at which you got it, how old you were, and what was happening in the year prior to getting it. And then also do your timeline because it would be the same conflict as half the age at which you got it and also half that age. So if that helps you figure out what the distressing conflict was, then you're well on your way. So when the first when the conflict first appears, we go back a halfway and try yes, to figure uh, out what happened that in that year in our life. Yeah. So if this person's forty years old when they first noticed this on their little fingernail, mm -hmm. I'll ask them like, "Well, what was going on in your life?" And they'll go, "I don't know." Oh, you know. <laughs> And so when they say that, I go, well, what happened at 20? Oh, well, at 20, you know, uh, my wife told me a secret about one of the neighbors and made me promise not to tell. And then one day I blurted it out. You know, you hear some story about a secret uh, or a deception. And if they can't go there, I go, what happened at 10? What happened at 10 years old? Well, I overheard my parents having a conversation about something i would have never believed possible and i've tried to forget it and uh you just listen for stories like that mm -hmm. family secrets and lies is one of the possibilities so we we take or we take what uh half of what i'm just working on something uh -huh, yeah so if it happens at 40 it'll be a repeat of the same conflict that happened at age 20. wow and that'll be a repeat of the same conflict that happened at age 10 and at age five and at age two and a half, if you keep going back. <laughs> um, so let me just look here and see if, uh, so the little finger, oh, look at this. And so in Jacques Martel, the little finger is directly related to the heart, oh. uh, represents family harmony. Um, Let's see. Da, 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 da. I need a change in my relations with others so that they will be in harmony with my new ideas, beliefs, and aspirations. So we'd listen for a story of this person having a change and wanting to change and grow, and then the other people around them are not wanting to go with them. Oh. Right? Yeah. I don't, I'm so not then in what the group would she in do then? She would just ditch those people that don't want to agree with her? <laughs> Hey, George. Yeah. 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 You see this little fingernail? This is your fault, buddy. Yeah. No. Um, so, yeah. And uh, any damage to a little finger surely denotes an excessive emotion. Uh, worrying over small things. Uh, emotionality taking me over. Um, I'm trying to pretend to be somebody I'm not so that I kind of fit in and get back in balance and creates indecision. So I have to ignore my intuition. Um, and then the affirmation is, uh, I accept in my heart to look at events and situations with the simplicity of a child. 
Oh, mm. who said unless you become like children, you will not enter the yes. kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I think there was somebody I stopped there. dramatizing my issues and show some openness of mind. When that happens, I just naturally assert myself and communicate well, and I move forward more cheerfully and more calmly. I I end up being more playful and simple in my approach to life. Oh. Yeah. I like it. We like it. Yeah. That's another email for you. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, could you please ask Dr. Massey about the dangers of immunosuppressant drugs to treat autoimmune diseases is it better to treat them with thyroid and or progesterone? Yeah. So, you know, does it, so let, so let me just ask you this, Patrick. Here you are in medical school, Dr. Timpone in yes, the making. I, I remember I had those little scrubs on and <laughs> Yes. It was great. Yes, yes. I was yes. eating uh, cheese sandwiches from the machine and the, Yes, in the cafeteria, absolutely. one of those things. That was great. Yeah, drinking Dr. Pepper, Dr. trying to stay awake. I'm trying to stay awake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you have to check off on this test that what autoimmune means hmm. is that the immune system is confused and is attacking our own body. Yeah, that's what it means. And that never, that, that was just, a, I, yeah, I just never could fully buy that one. Never, it, got, never got into that, huh? You know, I mean, I mean, I get it that that's the model, but really, I mean, do you think that we would actually still be here as a species if our own immune systems just went ape and just started attacking us? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and so when I read in Jobert's book, it, it finally made sense to me what's going on. And, and, of course, this is just from a certain perspective. It's not the ultimate truth about anything. Right. But, the, but the perspective, I think, is useful. Um, so, so, you know, I'll just, and I know you can't read these little notes here today, but this is what's in here, and I'll read you a little bit of this. It's basically during the pregnancy or the infancy, my mother and father have a disagreement Hmm. that's so important it goes like this i'm only gonna stay with you if you don't hit me i'm only gonna stay with you if you're sexually faithful to me i'm only gonna stay with you if you take care of the baby i didn't want a baby as much as you did i'm only gonna stay with me if we never go to your mother's house again i'm only gonna stay with you if i'm only gonna stay with you if Hmm. When, when something like that that threatens to split the parents during the pregnancy and the infancy, when that happens, my body will relive that argument inside of myself. The DNA that I got from mom and the DNA that I got from dad reenact the argument. That's all that's going on. Um, it's not a person attacking their own self. It's they're remembering their origin story out of love for their parents. They're, it's like we're saying, I agree to my origin story, even if it involves this conditional love. 
you know, I'm grateful for the gift of life, even if it comes to me under these conditions, with these conditions attached to it. Uh, that's what autoimmune is about. It's an expression of love for my parents, hmm. even though they didn't find unconditional love during the pregnancy and the infancy. Wow. What they had was conditional love. They worked it out like two countries that are given up on a war, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to get it. We're not going to shoot each other anymore as long as we agree to this. And the little one's body will remember that and will play it on anniversaries of that argument and on anything that triggers a memory of that argument. So, with the thyroid, the thyroid tells stories of injustice. Injustice. yeah, so if one of the people in there feels like, well, that's, that demand is unjust, you know, you told me you wanted a baby as much as, you know, as I did and all this kind of stuff, right? And now you're telling me this, this is not just. Well, that person will eat away their thyroid, you know, with Hashimoto's or some other autoimmune thyroid condition. But it's really saying, mom and dad, I love you just the way you are just the way you were when you created me, um, including the argument, including the hurt, including the disagreement. And uh, I'm telling that story with my thyroid. Um, so so um, the, the thyroid could get smaller or getting, get damaged tissues, but not from the yeah. actual body doing it. It is from the spiritual, mental, emotional issue. Not yeah. the body is attacking it. Yeah, the body's too smart to do that. So, <laughs> you know, uh, but but under the influence of command central up here, mm-hmm. you know, sure. the subconscious brain can command the body like a master would command a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, you will do this uh, and reenact this story um, until you figure it out, until yeah. you figure it out, yeah. Yeah, and so we want to find out what that condition was, and that can be done many ways. I, I do constellations and recall healing sessions, um, and uh, other people do plant medicine journeys and see shamans and do hypnosis, but all of those things can reprogram that story of origin mm-hmm. um, yeah. so that I don't have to sacrifice my thyroid to tell it. Yeah. In general, is the thyroid, um, I guess it would be a lot of, is it true? I think I read somewhere where it was kind of like people not speaking their truth could be as well with like. Yeah, so that's the throat area in general. Right, that's second area. chakra. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah, the thyroid will do stories of injustice and it does stories about timing. Timing. Something should have happened faster or slower oh. uh, during my pregnancy or infancy. Hmm. And it was disturbing enough that the parents actually put conditions on each other uh, because of that. Um, And, you know, I'm saying it this way, but you can die from it. I mean, a person can actually die from a reenacting of this. And so the immunosuppressant drugs, if that's the best a person can do, it just goes in like Hal Huggins used to say, (laughs) I have an answer for war. Let's kill all our own soldiers. Um, <laughs> that's that was his take on immunosuppressant yeah. drugs, and yeah. that's what it does. It just kills a bunch of soldiers off, so that their immune response is so uh, lame. 
and and that can keep the person alive I, you know i don't want to say oh you should die because you want to try to stay natural i'm not i'm not saying that i understand if if immunosuppression is the tool you have and that's all you have take it take as little as possible but but take it and calm everybody down however you have to do it, it it's a destructive way to do it hmm. mm-hmm. here's an email from edna from time to time i get edema oh edema that's how it's pronounced right edema in both of my feet they kind of swell up a little bit i've read all kinds of things on the internet suggesting that it could be kidney water retention what would be the emotional issue around edema hmm okay so anytime there's extra water it's mother mother Hmm. whether the water is in hives on my skin or whether the water is gathering in my feet as edema it's about mom right uh and especially if it's in the feet the feet are mother Hmm. Uh, that's where we make contact with mother earth Mm -hmm. so if my body is putting water down there next to mother earth i've got a mom story going on Uh, i'm on the anniversary of something really important with mom and uh that's what i would look at and of course the three organs that can be involved you can have the heart so persons in heart failure they get fluid down there if there's a problem with the liver or the kidney you can get fluid down there and actually the thyroid as well Mm -hmm. Uh, so any of those can be involved and and in school we learned how to push our thumb on the shin bone and see how far up the shin bone it leaves an imprint of the thumb that tells us how how the fluid goes and it's called pitting edema and we grade it and all that but the fluid is mommy hmm. so how does, how does one figure out what the what the issue is yeah so so once again in the in the recall healing part um, we look at the person's timeline when did the fluid start what was going on in your life at that time so let's say the person is 60 years old and this fluid starting to build up and they can't think of what was going on well ask them what was going on at 30 right and you find out 30 is how old their mother was when they got pregnant with them and their mother was distressed about all the fluid they were putting on and the doctor said you're putting on too much fluid weight so that scares the mother the baby carries that for the mother and on an anniversary of that 30 to 60 right on a multiple of it the person's body will manifest extra fluid as a way of saying i love you mom i'm mm-hmm. carrying the fluid for you so that you don't have to be scared of what the doctor said back when you were pregnant with me that's one of the scenarios that can happen it all goes back to the pregnancy labor and delivery and infancy mm. uh, and the recall healing that's where everything is downloaded you can also get an M-Wave 2, the little thing from HeartMath. Uh, let me just put that up here. It's a simple little thing. It's a couple of hundred bucks, you know, this little, yeah. this little M-Wave 2 from HeartMath. And you put this thing on your earlobe or your finger, and you read the Jacques Martel thing about hitting edema or edema in your feet, and it'll tell you which sentence applies to you so that you don't have to try to figure everything out because there's a lot of possibilities. And then can we just then 
do a little soul traveling with mom wherever she is and uh, talk it out, work it out, talk to her. See, that would be a way to do it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if you can, if you can do that, it's going to be something mommy if water's involved. Mm-hmm. Mom, grandma, great grandmas. Uh huh. It's a mommy thing. It's a mommy thing. Water's a mommy thing. Sunshine and light and fire is daddy stuff. Mm. Mountains is daddy stuff. If you you have a tendency, you want to go up into the mountains, which is being closer to the sun. That's someone who's longing to be closer to their father biologically. Mm -hmm. If you're always wanting to go to the beach as someone longing to be with their mom. Hmm. It's great, man. Good stuff. Great stuff. It is. It yeah, is. Isn't I, it great? It's just so fun to, to talk to you and, and to really dig in and just kind of clear away some of the cobwebs of... of. I wonder... Oh, before we go, I wonder, do you know how the whole how the whole autoimmune thing started. It was a medical community thing, right? They came up with this? You know, I, I, I wonder. Know. That's, a, yeah. that's a good question, That how that whole thing started uh, is pretty interesting. And let me, let me switch off now that you kind of offered a little segue here. I want to talk about the late, great Dr. Dora Brown in Fredericksburg, Texas. Dora Brown? Um, Dora Brown? Uh-huh. Yeah, he was an eye, ear, nose, and throat doctor in Fredericksburg, Texas, back in the day, and uh, he was he was about to retire when I moved there in the '80s. But he was world famous uh, for his understanding of allergic issues. He was like a, a different version of an Anthony Fauci. He hmm. he focused in on uh, allergic phenomenon and organisms. Uh, and he found ways to be with them, which were very powerful and effective. So I want to point out that when the corona thing came out, nobody mentioned ultraviolet or ozone or vitamin C or peroxide, all of which worked. They also There also was an absence of serial endpoint titration. And if you remember Sherry Rogers, who wrote many sure, books, one was called Detox or Die, she said she would never work in a medical office that did not have diluted flu vaccine. And when a person dilutes the flu vaccine the same way they would ragweed pollen extract to help people not be allergic to ragweed pollen, you can do little injections of diluted ragweed pollen. Mm-hmm. I physically had this happen to me. I, I got flu symptoms one day. I'm, I'm mixing IVs at the office. Dora Brown's nurse, after he died, was working at my office. And I said, Sherry, I got to go home, man. I, I feel so bad. I'm sweaty and feverish. And she said, well, let me just try something. And so she brings over this little shot of diluted flu vaccine and put a tiny droplet under my skin. And I said, you know, maybe I feel a tiny bit better, but I'm still going home. She said, well, hang on. So she went and drew up a larger amount of that and gave me a little sub-Q shot of it. Next thing I know, it's the end of the day. I worked the entire day with no symptoms, and it just turned them all off. And what Dr. Brown discovered is people who have trouble with coronavirus or flu virus or any virus, they have a hard time with it. It's because they're allergic to it. 
if you treat it like it's an allergy, the symptoms go away in five minutes. And that wasn't mentioned either, uh, that that would have been a remedy for so many people. Um, so I just wanted kind to mention that. Kind of a homeopathic um, thing. It whatever. kind of is. It's the same thing that people go in and they get their ragweed shot uh, at certain times of the year. It's just diluted ragweed extract. And that way their nose doesn't plug up and all that. That's what mm-hmm. it is. But I mean, in, yeah. the, in the regular flu vaccine, though, they have some other yuck stuff in there that you don't want to mess with, right? They do. But when, when it turns out that what a person's getting is one five hundredth of one oh, flu shot. Just a boom, just a touch. Oh, it's just a droplet. And, uh, uh, huh. you know, it's all diluted. And uh, you can treat 500 people with one shot of flu vaccine (laughs) no kidding and that's one of the reasons it's such a problem is that the vaccines are like 500 times too much for most people sure yeah we have a lot of we had a lot of vets uh, not a lot but several vets tell us that's what goes on with rabies with the rabies vaccine they could give them uh, a microscopic thing of a uh, just to keep the titer up in the dogs you know Mm -hmm. you know yeah they'd ever get bite a rabbit same idea rabbit skunk or something i try yeah, to keep away from so, rabbit skunks and yeah and so people begin to understand autoimmune as some kind of severe allergy um now allergies tell the story of separation and there's nothing more separating between two people than i'm only going to stay with you if mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and pretty, so pretty separating yeah, yeah pretty separating. yeah pretty separating uh-huh well, thanks for coming on. It was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed the show and uh, so thrilled that you're in love madly. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I just think it's great. I just think it's great. Yes. So if y'all are out there and, you're, and you've done your Enneagram stuff or you want to do it, this lady here, um, this is a... Uh, Enneagram as a guide to awakening. It's a lady named Beatrice Chestnut. I, I'm not reading the whole book. I'm just reading a, like a little few sentences mm-hmm. uh, for, for the type five. Uh, but it helps me when I tell Julie she's a type one and she's doing this as well. And she has her shadow side and suggestions of mm-hmm. how to become more aware of those and what to do to have a fuller expression mm-hmm. uh, in life. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm interested in. Well, you're doing it. You're some cool stuff. I really appreciate you coming on the show. So have fun today. Hold some hands. And, yes. Uh, we'll see. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you next month. I'm going to see you before. I'm going to come visit. And let's go to Casa de, Casa de Luz. And, and okay. Maybe invite your girlfriend to. I want to meet her. Yeah. Okay. okay. That sounds good. I promise yeah. I won't roast you too bad. Okay, all right. Got to say nice things. I love you. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> love you too, See Patrick. You bye-bye. Uh-huh. Richard bye-bye. Messi, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. He's great, isn't he? Good stuff. The best. Really enjoyed talking to him. And a good friend. We're going to make way for Mr. Ray Pete. That's going to happen in just a few moments. Let me get set up here. Stay right there. Tomorrow, uh, Brian Artis and also George Altgalt. Uh, Adam Bergstrom on Wednesday. Again, he, we have him on twice a month now because he's so cool. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. 
I can help, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. I will see you in a few minutes with Dr. Ray Pete. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.